I hate that rabbit. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast with your hosts, Mike Russo and... Stan Lum. Hey, Stan, what is going on? Not too much. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. It has been a long couple of months. Glad to be back. Um, what have you been up to, buddy? Oh, a little this, a little that. Been playing video games for my gaming channel. Still putting out content on my main channel. And... Yes. Um, so, when was the last time I recorded? That was well over two months ago. So, it's been... It's been busy. Work is um work has been busy. Um ever since last year when I got a promotion, it's just I've got so much to do at work. Um a lot of a lot of uh administration changes at work, lots of new things going on. So busier than ever there. Um our daughter's birthday was in October. We threw a big party for her out in the backyard. So that's been that was that kept us busy planning that. Uh, of course, Halloween was uh, last week, at least when you guys listened to this. Um, did you do anything for Halloween, Stan? Uh, not as much as I usually like to. Like, I didn't get to watch any of the movies I, I planned on. But I had Reese's and I had Count Chocolate and Fruit Fruit, so I was happy. Yeah, Count. I had a lot of Count Chocolate and Frankenberry, a lot of that, until I pretty much got sick of it. Um, yeah, I watched uh, a bunch of Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. If the season goes by and I haven't done that, I screwed up. Um, the only other Halloween things we watched were The Great Pumpkin, which is always the must, and the Donald Duck cartoon Trick or Treat. Helena loves that. And that's really all we watched. We never made it to Nightmare Before Christmas, but at least we still have a couple of months with that one. Yeah. Um, I like that movie gives you options of which holiday to watch it on. Yeah. Um, and my daughter, uh, we, my wife made her a homemade Glaceon costume because she is really into Pokemon now. Yeah. And she loves Eevee and all the evolutions, but she had to be Glaceon. Um, so my wife was a Pokemon trainer. I was Gengar, which basically was taking my purple dark, the purple hoodie I used to use as my Darkwing costume and Velcroing eyes and a mouth to it. So, instant Gengar costume. Nice. So, that was our Halloween. We went trunk or treat over the weekend, and then we actually went real trick or treating the day after. You know, a bunch of Halloweens. Halloween lasted like four days in my neighborhood this year. Um, but finally, things are quieted down for now. Uh, it's going to get busy again because Thanksgiving is what, three weeks away now? Yeah. And then here we go. We are staring down the barrel of the holiday season, which is crazy. Yeah. And I... soon, soon enough, we'll be in next year. I know. I know. Um, so it's a little rusty being back. I haven't gone this long without sitting in front of a microphone since we started this podcast. Uh, I'll be honest, a little bit of housekeeping here. I don't know if Tiffany's coming back. She is super busy. Uh, she, I would assume she'd be, she'll be getting married soon. Um, we had a few ideas I wanted to do with her. If I ever get her back on, we miss you, Tiffany, that we definitely want to try to do. But in the meantime, I think guys, you'll be hearing a lot of from me and Stan. Yeah. For the time being, uh, we still have a lot of Disney adventures and Marvel too. Yeah. We've got eight issues of the Disney afternoon comic we haven't done. Oh, it's a lot of them. 
And there's still a couple books like High Wave Robbery and the 1992 yearbook. Oh, you know what? I, my wife has a copy of the 1992. There's a Bushroot story in there, right? Yep, there she is. Has, she has that. Um, yeah, she has that. And um, we have some other ideas to get away from comics. Uh, we're not going to say what they are, but I kind of want to get back to talking about actual Disney afternoon stuff, like shows. So we got some plans. We kind of want to shoot this, uh, shoot this podcast in the arm a bit. Get it, breathe some life back into it. It's not all about comics. Right. So, um, but we have a comic we're going to review today. Yeah. Speaking of comics, I know you and Will um, spoke your mind about the Dynamite comics. Uh, again, when is that coming out in January? January. Do we have like an actual street date yet, or no? I believe January 4th. Oh, so that's like early January. Yeah. Okay, I better head over to my comic book store and uh, make sure I get at least one issue. I am not buying all, how many covers? Seven? Something like that. I had contemplated it, but then I found out there were covers that were going to cost 50 bucks or 100 bucks. I'm like, nope. No, that's just, that's stupid. Um, like, I'm going to get probably the the main cover eight, and I want to get the one with Megavolt fighting Darkwing. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I didn't mind buying double covers for Boom, because that's all there ever were, except for, like, con-exclusive stuff, which whatever. But I am absolutely not buying seven covers. Right. Um, I have thoughts about the art. Um, covers... I mean, it's so hard. Anything that's not Silvani or even Sabrina Alberghetti, I'm so used to their stuff. Anything is a come down like almost automatically. Um, some of the covers don't look bad at all. I like the Megavolt one. Yep, the Megavolt one is my favorite of the covers. I think the one where he's standing on the gargoyle isn't too bad. But some of them are definitely... Um, kind of fan arty yeah and i've seen so much fan art over the last few years that this it looks just like i i'm not very impressed um right now um as far as what the interior looks like so far um i know you guys probably did touch on it but you can easily tell they're taking darkwing poses off of model sheets and merchandising clip art you can easily easily tell um, of course, if you do that, it's harder to be expressive and truly visually tell your story if you're going to use those kind of poses as a crutch. That's what I'm worried about, because Silvani could easily illustrate any idea. He did His characters wasn't weren't, like, super on model in terms of, like, the show, because he had his own voice. Right. But he still know, he still knew how to draw them. And he could draw Darkwing in any attitude, any position, any expression, any emotion. And he was fantastic at it. What little I've seen of this so far doesn't fill me with a lot of optimism. But you mentioned, and you have a great point, it's going to depend on the stories. Yeah. But the one, the one or two pages we've seen it kind of strikes me that all this Darkwing clip art the artist is using, his mouth is never open even once. 
Is there going to be dialogue bubbles pointing at a closed mouth? Like, yeah, that I mean, kind of thing is like, how do you get true, true emotion and drama and comedy out of your characters if you're stuck drawing them in ways that artists drew them 30 years ago? Right. Like, it, it does concern me. Um, I mean, so far, what we've seen are just art pages, no text, no word bubbles. So who knows? I don't believe for a second this is going to pick up where the um, Sylvanian Sparrow stuff left off. I don't believe it is. I think it's its own continuity, especially since we've seen Mayor Allison's involved in it. What a weird inclusion, considering this is not the DuckTales Darkwing. Yeah. I mean, we know Morgana is going to come back. Yeah, since we've seen her on the cover. So let's see how they handle that. And I've also seen a press release mention the entire Fearsome Five. Also, and this is what like struck me, a press release lists a whole bunch of villains and mentions Dr. No Good, who was the Bond parody villain from the DuckTales episode Double O Duck. He was not a Darkwing villain. Yeah, but considering... Your guess is as good as mine. Well, I was about to say, considering that we've seen characters appear in both shows, from both shows, that's probably a case of that, where he was on DuckTales, but, you know, he'll make his way to St. Canard, kind of like how we've seen, you know, other DuckTales characters in Darkwing, you know. Well, it remains to be seen, unless the person writing the press, the article made a mistake. Which is also possible. <laughs> uh, all but, our uh, answers very will come mistake. in January. Huh? I we'll said find all out in our January. answers yeah. will come in January. Yeah. I just hope it's at least decent. I hope so, too. I'd hate to see a third Darkwing comic get canceled too soon. And so far from what I've seen, the Gargoyles comic looks good. Yeah. And it's got Greg Wiseman on it. So it's like, that looks great. I I mean, I haven't heard much from Tad Stones about the anything about this. I don't know if he's involved at all. I would like to think that he's somewhat involved or at least a consultant on it. Um but I guess it I guess we just have two months to wait. We'll find out then. Yeah. Unless you got a DeLorean time machine stash somewhere we can go check it out. Or a time top. Or a time tub. Uh, or a time tub. Or the Millennium Shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> or, the shush, or the Shush Golf Cart. Yep. Oh, there were so many time machines in these shows. Um, or Gyro's uh, time teaser. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just full of references. Um, but... Moving on, I think we should discuss this week's comic. Stan, why don't you do the honors telling us um, which issue of Disney Adventures today's comic is coming from? All right. So this comic first appeared in the August 92 Disney Adventures, I believe. I know I own that issue because this comic is not alien to me. I have read this and I am familiar with it. But when I dug out the small collection of Disney Adventures and Colossal Comics that I have held on to, I couldn't find it. But I do know this comic. I must have had that issue. And speaking of Colossal Comics, this this comic was reprinted in Colossal Comics number nine. 
See, that I don't, ha I know I read it in Disney Adventures. What's on the cover of that issue of Disney Adventures? Do you know? Uh, I believe that the cover of that one has uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Baby or Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. That sounds familiar. But I've read, regardless, I've read this. And I read this decades ago. Um, so I am familiar with it. We haven't named this thing yet. What's this comic called, Stan? It's called Flip Sliding Away. Why is this why is this one significant? It's significant because it introduces the character of Rabbit Racer, who eventually pops up again in the Joe Books Orange is the new purple arc. Right. So you said August ninety-two? Yeah. The Darkwing had already been airing on the Disney Afternoon for a year. Goof Troop was about to start. I'm putting it in context. Um, so, do you happen to have the writer and illustrator info on you? You know I do. Of course I know you do. So, it was written by Doug Murray, who we've actually seen a couple times before. Didn't, didn't he do the fluffy stories? Uh, no. Oh, so close. What did he do? Uh, he uh, he did uh, actually did a lot of Darkwing stories. You can tell I'm less familiar with the comics than I am with the TV show. So. Yeah. But we have seen him before in Salad Days. Oh, we reviewed that one. That one was decent. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a lot of other Darkwing ones. I think they're like smaller page counts. You know, like I see a bunch of four-page Darkwing stories and three-page ones. Oh, he did write a 15-page one, Megavolt Pulls the Switch. Have you reviewed that one yet? Not yet, but okay, he also... So we're going to have to hit that one then. Yep, yeah, but he did write The Family Way, which we recently uh, covered. Um, so who is the artist again? The artist was Chris Allen. Okay, has he done anything that you've reviewed yet? Yes, he uh, did the ink on Liquid Diet, and he did the pencils on Video Pirates, both of which we've reviewed. Yeah, Liquid Diet's good. Then yeah. it should be, because it was uh, Campbell and Swindlin. Yep. <clears throat> it's kind of a high watermark for the comics. It's kind of hard to get close to, at least in terms of that era. Now, one other thing about Chris Allen I do got to mention he actually had a hand in bringing to life one of my favorite Ninja Turtle comics. Which one? He did uh, writing or art on the first, I think it was art, on the first two parts of the three-part Future Shark trilogy in Archie's Ninja Turtle Adventures I issues. Have yeah. I have. I actually collected every single Archie issue up until maybe five or six before they stopped. Um, so I have a near complete Archie Ninja Turtle collection. I've got a fairly complete one. I, I'm missing like I think ten or twelve issues. Though I will say I have issue number one, and I, I have it. and I have the last two issues. See, it's the last five or six that I never got. Yeah, well, it, if you it, ever, got, it got into what the 70s before it stopped, something 70, like that. 72, uh, I believe. And they have a lot of the spinoffs too. Yeah, but those issues 71 and 72 will cost you a pretty penny. They usually go for 70 to 100 bucks. Well, I don't love the Ninja Turtles that much. 
<laughs> I uh, I did. Well, I did, but not enough now. No, I mean, I, I loved them enough to actually pay uh, the prices to get those issues. Well, if I'm not throwing money at Marvel uh, Disney at the new number 10, I'm not going to throw money at Ninja Turtles. True. Um, so why don't we start with the story? All right. So, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll start. Um, we start off with a newspaper headline showing Darkwing and Launchpad in the rat catcher up in a tree. And the newspaper headline says, Radioactive Rabbit Racer Strikes Again. Police Baffled. Um, and then you get the title, Slip Sliding Away. I do think the drawing is very funny because Launchpad is just like, gee, how we get up here? Just a look on his face. Yeah. And there's a random dog, which does not look like a very Darkwing dog. It's like a very That's realistic... a dog? I thought that was a lion. That looks like a sheep dog or something. That's a dog. <laughs> I mean, especially the way he's eyeing them, licking like he wants to eat them. Right. If it's a lion, that's very random. Yeah. <laughs> but we also have a little caption under the photo, which ties into the first line of dialogue. Yo, yeah, it says Darkwing Duck fails miserably in capture attempt. Is capture attempt, I should say. Is St. Canard's hero beaten at last? And then the first word bubble you see is GW. Are you beaten at last? Obviously, that's Launchpad. Yeah. Um, so, Stan, what's going on here? <clears throat> so, they're, I'm presumably back in the uh, Darkwing Tower, and Darkwing's like, no, I'm not beaten. I haven't begun the fight yet. And they tell Launchpad to go help the kids remove the branches out of the wheels of the rat catcher. Okay, Goslin's very first line of dialogue, she calls Darkwing Pops. I don't remember her ever addressing him as Pops on the show. I don't either, but I'm going to say it's less uh, concerning than what she calls him at the very end of the comic. Yeah, I was going to get there, too. So we're on the same page with that. But still, Pops is weird. Yeah. So um, so Darkwing, you know, they mentioned it in the headline of this and the newspaper. Darkwing mentions it again. Apparently, this racer rabbit character is uh, radioactive, which yep. is what it, I guess that's why he's so fast. I mean, he can't just be fast because he's a rabbit. I guess he has to be radioactive. Um, that's all we get about this character's backstory. Um, so Darkwing has plans. Yes, he does. Okay, so what do we do? We find out what his plans are. I Honker kind of has something he wants to say, doesn't he? Well, he mentioned rockets involved, and yes, Honker has something to say, though that is a very strangely drawn Honker. Honker looks kind of, well, honestly, I'm gonna, I'll be honest, the characters do look kind of off in the story. Um, they're not totally off-model, right. but Honker, and in, some, and in some cases, Goslin. Like the first drawing of Goslin with the tree branch, she looks kind of weird. But um, yeah. Launchpad looks great through most of this, though. Yeah, as does DW. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, he does. Um, so Darkwing won't let Launchpad uh, Honker talk. So they have giant rockets um, attached to the um, exhaust pipes of the rat catcher now. And they're yep. out in a field somewhere. That they are. Apparently it's the same road the rabbit racer uses during every one of his crimes. Which... We don't really know much about what this character's motivation is. He's just a really fast rabbit who Darkwing apparently keeps fighting. 
This story definitely, I mean, it, it should have been longer. I kind of wish we would have gotten more meat on this story. This this story feels more like a scenario than an actual story. Yeah. So what is this thing that Darkwing has built? Well, basically it's rocket boosters for the rat catcher. Yeah. But he try he wants he needs to lure Rabbit Racer towards this thing. Oh, the, he's created a in the road. Yeah. And and we do get a let's get dangerous here. He does say let's get dangerous. Yep. I mean, this thing he's built is very Wily e. Coyote. Yeah. Like, it's... I, I feel like this is definitely somebody was watching Chuck Jones cartoons when he wrote this. Yeah, I see cannons, I see mallets, an anvil, and a gate that looks like it would be very comfortable in Jurassic Park. Yeah, and underneath there's some sensors that set the thing off. Are those sensors or are those mines? Because I thought they were landmines. Oh, you think they're mines? Because, okay, it could be mines. I thought they were like sensors, like most, like uh, act- sensors that activate the trap. But it could be right. Those could be mines. I don't actually say what they are. Yeah. Um, so Darkwing fires his rockets, and we get we do have an entrance line. In a comic yeah. book, sure, I'm shocked we get one. He says, Want I have the terror. The... You do okay. it. You do it. So he says, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the rocket whose red glare bursts in the air. I am going much too fast. And obviously his intro is the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Uh, And he goes so fast, they they shoot right past Rabbit Racer. Um, And great drawing of Goslin, though. I like the, the face she makes. When yeah. she mentions the honker, can they can they make that curve? And they do uh, by driving up along the uh, the fence around the curve, which is a cool track. Yeah, cool drawing. Railroad yeah. tracks. I thought it was a fence. No, it is a fence, but the way they're driving almost looks like as if it were railroad tracks. Ah, that's true. It does kind of look like that. And they come to a stop right under the track. Yep. So they try to carefully get out of the trap. And they almost make it, but a little bit of the broken fence falls on. Uh, you're probably right. It's yeah, probably that, that, especially since that looks like an explosion drawing under them. Although, although Stan, in the next um, panel, those things that are supposedly mines are still intact and laying on the floor. A couple which, of them, at least. Yeah, a couple of them. But either way, there's a gigantic explosion. It's a sprawling net, which isn't a sound effect, I'm sorry. Kapow yeah. and hiss. And when the smoke clears, Darkwing and Launchpad are totally tied up and laying on the floor. The rat catcher is hanging up, hanging, hanging up in the air. And there's even some boxing gloves that flew out of the side of the gate. Yeah. So they, these two were pulverized. I'm surprised the rat catcher looks to be in as good condition as it is. The old rat catcher is going to need a tune-up. Uh, so along comes rabbit racer to basically survey the damage and he gets his only quote unquote dialogue here where he laughs he goes ha 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 that's all he says well Um, and irk and irk he says irk yeah when goslin shows up and honker grabs his big bag of marbles 
and Rabbit Racer trips on the marbles and falls. Simple as that. And they oil up his feet so he can't run. Okay, I I wasn't entirely sure if it was oil or glue. No, I think it's oil, so he keeps slipping. Yeah, which would make sense, especially given uh, Darkwing's line at the end. Yeah, exactly. The drawing of Goslin putting the oil on the shoes. Oh my god, her beak is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> she looks demonic. <laughs> um, so anyway, the last couple of last two panels, you see the policeman dragging the rabbit racer away. Uh, Darkwing is cleaning the rat catcher off, and Launchpad asks, how do we catch this guy anyway? And what does Darkwing say? He did with all criminals to sooner or later. He's flipped up. And then what does what does Goslin say? She says, "Oh, Daddy, that's a little creepy." When did she ever call him that? I don't think she ever did. I don't remember her ever calling him Daddy. I I remember Dad a lot, but yeah, not never, Daddy. And never not called. Never called him daddy. Um, so I guess there's really not much we can say when the comic is only eight pages long. Um, it kind of got in and got out pretty quick. Yeah. And and like I said, this isn't a story. This is a scenario. Darkwing launch, pet fight a fast rabbit. That's all it, That's all there is to this. Um, I do think if this was a full-length comic, it might have been interesting to get a backstory on this villain. Yeah. Maybe even some dialogue. Yeah. Um, Motivation for his crimes spree, even. But as as it stands, though, this is very half baked. And um, I I will mention that Rabbit Racer is probably an homage to a Spider-Man character called Rocket Racer. Oh, really? Probably. Is the color scheme or anything even remotely similar or? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I've never read a comic with him in it. But I know the character exists. And Rabbit Racer is odd because, you know, rabbits aren't a native Darkwing Duck species. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I can think of, uh, like, the only other rabbits I can think of in Darkwing is the cute, fluffy, lost bunnies. But those are meant to be actual, like, bunnies. Yeah. I mean... I, I know there were rabbits in Tailspin, but they had more of a diverse selection of wild animals. Darkwing was mainly just the dogs, the pigs, and the and the the, um, the ducks, you know, give or take and, a bear or a ram or a, a cow. But I don't remember any rabbits. Right. So Rabbit Racer kind of stands out for being a species that is not unique, is not common to Darkwing Duck, I should say. Um, it's just an interesting comic. I mean, I'm try- I'm kind of fighting for things to talk about. Um, oh, what would you rate it? We're, st- we're still doing out of five, right? You guys haven't changed that? Yeah, we haven't changed that. Honestly, I'm just going to go to because it's got potential. But as it stands, it's just like a quick time waster with a villain who doesn't have much going for him. With some odd dialogue and really iffy art. Yeah. Uh, so in the end, I think the two, it's, you know, it's it's a Disney Adventures Darkwing Duck comic from the early 90s. You're not expecting a masterpiece. Yeah. 
So two. So give it a two. How about you? I would go two and a half, you know, for pretty much the same reasons you listed. I see potential there, but it wasn't realized. There are some very strange art choices, some really weird dialogue choices. I think if it had been longer, if it had given us more about Rabbit Racer, you know, I think it would have been a higher score, but oh, two and a half, though, is what I'd give it. I mean, when you look at uh, other comics that were longer from this era, you had like Liquid Diet, which that could have just been a scenario, but it's a full story, which you can imagine working as an episode. Yeah. This one might have, but it's so threadbare and simple that it's just, there's nothing to it. I will say the story gets a higher rating than the villain for me on this. Yeah, so why don't we talk about Rabbit Racer? You can you can rate him first. So, I'm giving him a one. Okay. I wish I could do more than that, but he's so bare bones, there's nothing to him. There's there's no nuance, no no character motivation or, or you know, driving force behind him. No origin. Stan, He's he just, doesn't even talk. Yeah, exactly. So I can't go any higher than a one. And I, I almost would even say a one might even be generous. It's so interesting, like, the quality control or lack thereof of these Disney Adventures comics, how these writers just keep coming up with the strangest new villains. And it's just like, there's this guy, there's Poker Face. I know there's like a 3D man in one of the comics who's just this guy who lives in a 3D dimension. Yeah. And and even the human animatronic. Yeah. Like, like these comics have some of the weirdest villains. And, I mean, Poker Face kind of gets points for me, even though I didn't review his issue, because of how funny his appearance in Joe Books was. Yeah. But Rabbit Racer, his appearance in Joe Books was just Tuscany pointing him out. Um, yeah, pretty much. That, that Goslin defeated him, I believe, by tying his shoes? Yes. Um, but here, he doesn't talk. We don't know what his schemes or crimes actually are. Like, why is he racing? Why is Darkwing putting himself through this? Why can't he just be fast because he's a rabbit? Why does he have to be radioactive? What is he, a, a kaiju? Um, it's just really weird. Um, there's nothing. And the fact that he's a rabbit is the only thing that even makes him remotely interesting. You remember him because it's like, oh, yeah, the rabbit. Eh, yeah, interesting. like if he was a duck, who would even remember him? If he was like a super fast duck, it'd be like, okay, first of all, why would he be a super fast duck? Rabbit at least makes sense, but not for Darkwing Duck. Right. So he, he he's memorable only because he's strange. Otherwise, he's got nothing going for him. If if he talked at least or taunted Darkwing as he was chase, as he was racing past him or said anything, he is the most nothing Darkwing Duck villain I have seen so far. That is saying something. Yeah. So I'm gonna give him get this one. I'm gonna just be I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna give him a flat zero. Because right. <laughs> he's, he's nothing. He's he's absolutely nothing. He's a zero. 
That worked. And he was defeated by two children and a bag of marbles. That's just yeah. sad. And then the, the defeated the second time by tying shoes together. He really wow, is. What a, what a defeat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero. I don't. I have no regrets. I don't like him. <laughs> him. Him and Ample Grime can just take a short walk off of a long walk off a short pier. At least Ample Grime's interesting. Yeah, I still don't like her. That, oh no, I'm not saying that you have to like her. I'm saying that she at least gets points for being somewhat interesting. At least she did something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that was slip sliding away. You know, I wouldn't say it's typical of the Disney Afternoon comics because some of them are pretty good, but I yeah. think it's what you get when nobody really cares and you just you just basically farting out a story for this month's issue. Yeah. Which, you know, is true of a lot of that stuff. You really have to dig to find the great stuff, which is out there. And I'm glad I'm glad Fantagraphics is reprinting this stuff. I'm yeah. glad they are. So, like, people are catching the good things, at least. Um, uh, at least with the first one. We still don't know what stories they're reprinting in the next one. Oh Well, at least as far as Darkwing goes. Yeah. Uh, the Tailspin issue should... This tail, the one with tail, uh, Blue on the cover... I know that Tailspin story. It was the first few issues of the Disney Comics um, line from the early 90s. That's going to be good. Apart from that, I don't know the stories that they're going to be printing in these things. Um, yeah. But they have some dedicated people making these, so I'm sure they picked some good stuff. Probably. Who knows? Maybe they'll return for Fluffy Trip. <laughs> you know what? I actually heard that. That they I, I are going to? Either in maybe volume three. Huh. I actually did hear something about the Fluffy trilogy. Which, if you're going to pick something, that's actually a pretty decent choice. At least the first two stories. The third one, eh. Yeah, but you get them all three of them together, you might as well. True. But you know what? They were They were memorable for being so damn weird. I'll give it that. Um, anyway, I guess it remains to be seen. I'm glad we're getting both volumes next year. We're not waiting and missing out on a year. So, yeah, we missed. They didn't do it. They didn't do one this year. I know the reasons why. It is what it is. But at least both of them are coming out next year. Um, yeah. So yeah, and and of course we have those Disney Afternoon books, the official one and the Tim Van Hall ones. I'm still waiting for, but uh, come on, get them out. Speaking of books, you know what comes out in just a few more weeks, don't you? Yeah, the DuckTales um, deluxe one from Dark Horse. The art book, yeah. Yeah, that actually comes out next week. Well, yeah, actually, I'm... for you guys listening, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I believe some places broke street date because there are some people in the DuckTales Reddit group who've already gotten it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for my copy. I actually got the deluxe copy. They had it on Amazon for like half price. Nice. Well, yeah, same here. Thank God for gift card. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, we could talk about that once that comes out. Yeah. So anyway... Um, I guess we should wrap up for tonight, um, and we'll be back next week, probably with another comic. Uh, so we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. 
I am not going to name every podcast app anymore because we're on all of them. And YouTube, because that is a yep. podcast app. Um, and Stan, is there anything you want to plug or just plug yourself? Whatever you feel like doing. Oh, I'll plug my uh, two YouTube channels, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. Cool. You know, cool. Uh, you have any shout out? Uh, no, I have nothing. Obviously, I have nothing to plug. Um, I've got a shout out, then, if you... If you Go don't for it. I'm gonna shout out our buddy uh, Tim. Oh, cool! Hi, Tim. Yeah, I know he's been uh, listening to each of these every week. You know, and giving us great feedback in the uh, DW chat. You know, so hi, Tim. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what you thought of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I like hearing his feedback. I have to get back into that chat. Um, yeah, you're always welcome back in there. Yeah, I just you know once I once I took a break from the podcast recording, I just wanted to take an actual just break from. I got burnt out of Darkwing after a while. When you do something for so long, you know. Yeah. You do get burned out, so gonna get back into it. Well, anyway, um, I guess that's it for tonight. So until then, everybody, see you next week and stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, everyone. Watch out for really fast wabbits. <laughs> Good night.